The Other Way sounds great and intuitive eating sounds intriguing, but I'm scared that I'll just go bananas around food. Can it really work for someone like me who's just, well, greedy? In this week's episode, let's dive right into that fear of losing all control around food if you start eating more intuitively. Hi, I'm Sarah Butler, over 17 years working in the diet industry and over 40 years of my own binge eating and weight struggles taught me that there had to be another way. So I created it. I now live slimmer, happier and eating exactly what I want. And in this podcast, I share the other way with you. The other way to work with your body and your mind rather than against them so that you get to create real and lasting change all from the inside out. Ready for a life less dieted? Let's go. Hey, hey, it's Sarah here. So this week, let's talk about the big scary fear that so many people have when they first start getting curious about intuitive eating. And that's the fear that they'll go bananas around food, i.e. that they'll end up overeating, losing control, all the things. But let's pause for a moment and dig a bit deeper. What's the fear under the fear? So the fear is, I'm worried I'll go bananas around food. But the fear under the fear is, I'm worried I'll go bananas around food and therefore gain weight. Boom. There we have it. The real fear under the fear. Now, as I've always stated, the other way is my take on intuitive eating. It's my own version of a non-diet approach to weight management. It worked for me and it's now working for the people I share it with. And I say that because in its purest form, the purest form of intuitive eating, and certainly in some intuitive eating circles and Facebook groups, it's very much frowned upon to to admit that you want to lose weight or that you're frightened of gaining weight. Some intuitive eating coaches want to help people accept their bodies, whatever weight they are, even if they gain weight. And their view is that being overweight, even significantly overweight, doesn't necessarily equate to being unhealthy. Now, Honestly, with all my heart, I totally respect their view, their beliefs and their position on this. And if that makes them happy and their followers happy, that is all that matters. And I couldn't buy into that personally for me. As I've said before on previous episodes, once I tip a certain number on the scales, I know that my knees start really aching. A bit more than that and my back and my hips join in too. You know, I can't wear what I want to wear. I find it harder to do the things I want to do. And the bottom of it is I just can't be as happy as I want to be when I'm carrying a lot of extra weight. So every single person on this planet has the right to find a way to live that works for them. And for me, that means finding a way to eat and live in a way that brings me joy and enables me to live in a body that doesn't ache and one that makes me happy. And I don't apologise for that. And that's why the other way is my own unique take on the traditional intuitive eating approach. 
Now, weight loss and weight management, it's definitely not the focus of the other way. You know, it's very much put on the back burner, especially at the beginning of the process for a very good reason. But at the same time, a gradual movement back to your body's happy weight is a gorgeous side effect of the other way for the majority of people. If, if they are able to allow themselves to go all in with the steps along the way. But I digress. Let's get back to the fear in hand, the question in hand. Will I go bananas with food when I start intuitive eating? And the sub fear, remember, and therefore, will I gain weight? So for someone that has, I don't know, dieted for many years, for someone that maybe struggles with binge eating or emotional eating, the idea of intuitive eating can sound really scary. Why? Because on the face of it, intuitive eating can sound like a free for all. You know, it encourages eating whenever you want and eat anything and everything that you crave. Now, I don't know about you, But the old me, the me who thought she could only control her insatiable cravings around food by having strict food rules in place, which, by the way, included getting weighed by someone else once a week just so that I would stick to those rules. You know, this intuitive eating business sounded well dodgy at first. I mean, it sounded lovely, but it would never work for someone like me because left to my own devices, I was just, well, plain greedy. Or so I believed. But, 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 with the exception of the well-recognised honeymoon phase of intuitive eating, which I'll explain a bit more about in a minute, I now know with all my heart that this isn't the case. I now believe deeply that intuitive eating can actually help stop overeating, binge eating, emotional eating and can leave people not just feeling in control around food, but not having to be in control because it's no longer something that needs controlling. How wonderful and freeing is that? So back to basics a little bit. So the idea behind intuitive eating in a nutshell is about trusting your body's signals around hunger and fullness and honouring its needs. It's about finding balance and moderation with your food choices and letting go of guilt and shame around eating. By tuning into your hunger and your fullness signals, you can eat when you're truly physically hungry and stop when you're comfortably full the majority of the time. Because there are always going to be times when we eat when we're not physically hungry, just for the pure joy of it, and that's okay. So intuitive eating, or eating more intuitively, can help you manage your weight, improve your hormone balances, digestion, all while reducing stress and anxiety around food. But that's not all. Intuitive eating can also help you improve your mental mental health and well-being and help you develop a more positive attitude towards your body. By embracing your body for what it is and placing your focus and your attention and your energy on nourishing your body rather than trying to change it, you can develop greater self-acceptance and confidence. And guess what? By focusing on all that, the change that you actually want to see looks after itself. 
without being forced, without having to rely on willpower. So it really is a lovely way to live. But I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, I'm not going to pull any punches. Intuitive eating can be a bit of a challenge, especially at first. And especially if you've struggled with disordered eating or chronic dieting in the past. It can take some time to, to really hear and then trust your body's signals and let go of those external diet rules and restrictions that you may have been carrying around for, I don't know, maybe decades So it's really important when you first start experimenting with intuitive eating to go all in, to be prepared for it, to be, you know, to be in it for the long haul. I know it's a cliche, but it really is a marathon, not a sprint, but it's a gorgeous marathon. It's not like being on a diet, which is boring and restrictive and quite frankly, a ball ache. It's a gorgeous, delicious journey of possibility. Now, before I get too schmoozy, the reason why intuitive eating helps stop overeating and binges is because overeating and binge eating often stem from a biological deprivation of food. Overeating is a symptom of undereating. I'm just going to say that again. Overeating is a symptom of undereating. And when we stop undereating, we stop overeating. It really is that simple. And when I look at my own past behaviours around food, it was when I was telling myself that I couldn't, mustn't, shouldn't eat sweets, cakes, ice cream, bread and all the rest of the usual suspects because they would lead to weight gain. It's when I was telling myself that that I craved eating them the most. You see, these were the rules that I created in my own head Actually, just as I was saying that, that didn't make sense. You know, actually, that's rubbish, isn't it? I didn't create the rules. Diet culture created them. But I allowed them to reside in my head. And because I followed those bonkers food rules and avoided these foods at all costs, or tried to, the cravings for them were often out of control. Because because all my focus and attention and energy was on food and what I couldn't, mustn't, shouldn't have, I didn't allow myself to enjoy food. My entire existence centred around food, but it wasn't a pleasure. It felt like every thought of my waking day involved food to some degree. What I could have, what I couldn't have, how much I could have bargaining with myself about how much I could have, what I could have for breakfast and snacks and lunch and dinner, all perfectly planned to avoid those off-limit foods. But ironically, and sadly, planning not to have them actually signposted me to eat more and more of them. Because this self-imposed deprivation stimulated a massive urge to eat them and eat lots of them. And then once I started eating, well, it was game over. I ate all those foods and more. And every time I did it, I bargained and reasoned with myself that actually it was okay because this would be the very last time. Yeah, right. Do you know what? It was bloody exhausting. Sound familiar, anyone? So intuitive eating, when I discovered it, felt like a breath of fresh air. 
just a kinder, easier, nicer way to live. And then came the fear. Yes, it sounded lovely, but maybe it wasn't for greedy people like me. And guess what? It was a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way, because at first I did go overboard. Not on a particular kind of food, interestingly enough. You know, it's not uncommon for people to go all out on chocolate or donuts or takeaways in their first few days or weeks of intuitive eating. People are kind of testing the waters and eating foods they previously denied themselves. But for me, it wasn't it wasn't a particular type of food. It was more more constant grazing for me. There was definitely no listening for my hunger cues in that first week or so. I had a green light to eat whenever I wanted. And for me, whenever I wanted was most of the time. And at first it felt so freeing. But then, although it was freeing, I began to notice that I didn't feel good physically or mentally. I was lethargic. I had no energy. I was irritable. I was moody. And just as I started to think about giving up and going back to how I used to eat and how I used to manage my weight, something amazing started to happen. I naturally started to slow down on the grazing and the feasting. Because I could eat whatever I wanted whenever I wanted, I didn't want to. (laughs) And I know it sounds really simplistic, but that's what happened. And I started craving more nourishing foods. Now I could have all the donuts and ice cream I wanted. I really didn't want them as much anymore. Knowing that all foods were now on limits sort of took away the power and the the allure of them. Now, I know that that might sound unbelievable. And honestly, if you'd have told me that's what would happen to me a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have believed me either. And... It's absolutely true. So it's absolutely worth knowing that some people may experience a temporary increase in their food take as they start to listen to their body's signals and give themselves permission to eat all the foods. It's completely normal. It's your body's way of trying to make up for past deprivation and it's your mind reacting to that green light. But it's important not to freak out or panic if and when this happens. It's actually a crucial step. You know, gifting yourself complete food freedom is one of the first steps I guide people through on the Other Way programme. And I can always tell the people who have been too frightened to go all in and do this step fully, because what usually happens is that it makes doing the following steps too difficult This really is the foundation. And if people don't do the foundation step properly, what happens is they feel like they can't do the next step. So they decide to go back to the beginning of the process and go all in with it this time to really trust the process. And you know what? That's okay. We all have different ways of learning and testing things out. But what I love, what I really love is no matter how they get there, is when people look at me in amazement or send me an email or a message almost in disbelief that this can be them, that this can be them actually wanting and choosing to eat a normal amount of healthy food, that controlling food is no longer an issue for them, that they never were just greedy after all. 
And, you know, I recognise the look because I have it too when I look in the mirror. It sounds cheesy, but it's, it's like a secret, the other way code for, oh my God, I'm actually doing this. I can be one of those people. So my advice to wrap this up is to approach intuitive eating with a huge amount of trust and patience and self-compassion. It's a process and it may take time to fully embrace and trust the intuitive eating approach. Don't be afraid to seek support from someone who knows what they're doing. But at the end of the day, it really is just a series of steps, about six of them in my process, and you simply take the steps as quickly or as slowly as is comfortable for you and you will get there. With time, with practice, with support, you too can learn to embrace intuitive eating and live a life free from bonkers food rules and weight struggles. And we all deserve that. So the short answer to the original question of will I go bananas is no, but you can certainly start eating them again. If you'd like a further taste of freedom, I have a private Facebook community full of like-minded people and I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes so that you can pop over and join us. And until next time, love yourself lots. Bye bye for now. Bye.